Yeah, it's cold out here. <laughs> so folks, the uh, the Reykjavik CrossFit Championship is done and over with. Uh, Justin and I, we're kind of exploring Western Iceland. Uh, we're on the Snæfellsnes. Uh, Snuffleness. Peninsula. Peninsula. Yeah. Uh, and we're uh, right behind us. It's hard to tell, but right behind us is Arrowhead Mountain from Game of Thrones, uh, also known as Kirkufell. Yeah. Out here, so we're just we're just having a good time exploring. But yeah. But we did want to do uh, a little bit of like a quick recap on the last sort of like day, but really more like lessons learned yeah. from from the entire event. And I have a handful of things that I wanted to talk about. Justin doesn't know what any of those topics are, so we're gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start talking about stuff, and when cool. he has something to say, he's gonna also I'll raise my hand. Yeah, he's gonna raise his hand, and I'm gonna <laughs> call on him or ignore him, like a teacher would in class. So first off, I wanted to talk about uh, Roman Krennikov. Lane number eight. Your early leader, Roman Krennikov. The red shorts, no shirt. He's onto his barbell. So it goes Will Morat, Lucas Esslinger, and now Roman Krennikov. Because uh, you know, last last year Roman came out of nowhere to win uh, a very difficult regional and qualify for his very first CrossFit Games and not come to compete because he had visa issues, so he wasn't able to come to the states. And what we saw was rightfully maybe a little bit of questioning about that exact situation. I mean, I myself was like, man, I find it kind of hard to believe that all this stuff is happening, and you know, Russia has a propensity to to not be like the cleanest. A right. country to compete out of. We we're seeing a lot of Meridian <laughs> athletes get popped out all of a sudden, and another fellow Russian, Andre Ganin. Andre Ganin got popped that same year. So, right. you know, I, I feel like uh, there was a lot of scrutiny on Roman. And one thing that I, I so I, I met him this weekend. He doesn't speak any English. Like uh, three words. Yeah, basically three words. Yes, like no, hello, and thank good you. job, thank you. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, thumbs ups. Uh, so. I, I didn't really get a chance to talk to him. We texted back and forth a little bit, but what I did see was not just from him, uh, his sort of like athleticism, his class, his the way he carries himself and, and, and handles like competition, but also the opinion that the other athletes had about him, which, uh, you know, he's competed at four sanctioned events, five sanctioned events so far this season. Four, I think. He just won the CrossFit Italian Showdown. That's right, last lawn, weekend. Yeah. Like last weekend and then came out here and had a strong placement. You know, at the end of the weekend. Yeah. Um, what else has he done? You know, he was he was at Dubai. Yeah. Okay. Right. That was a long time ago. It feels yeah. like. Um. So he it does feel like it was a long time it's like ago. Like five months. So the thing about Roman is that I uh, I just found that after him showing up to all of these top tier sanctioned events, uh, there really is is no question about this guy's like character or his capacity or his abilities anymore. Like, you know, you can clearly see there's some right. holes in his game. Probably yeah, well, needs to be able to snatch better, clean, jerk better, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, European regionals last year wasn't a fluke for this Absolutely guy. Absolutely like, not. He, he's a real deal athlete. Um, he's showing up to these sanctioned events and he's competing at the top of the field at every single heat. And so, yeah, I think we're seeing him solidify that. And the real question is, is this going to have an opportunity to come back to the CrossFit Games again? You know, visa issues last year, un uncertainty, I think, around this year. And I think that we would really love to see him be able to compete on the, on the, at the highest level and that also these issues problematic for competing in u.s based sanctionals too like Wadapalooza, granite games or rogue and a rogue is going to be kind of like a crossfit games light with the roster that we're going to have on the field so um so far he's been able to do really well in the european 
based ones. Um, so we hope that he's going to be able to show up in Madison this year and, and really be able to test his fitness against the best. Absolutely. I'm quickly becoming a, a really big fan of his. I, I really enjoy watching him compete, and I think uh, I think it, I think he he deserves a fair shake to to come out here and, and show people what he can do yeah, like, in, in Madison. Another athlete I wanted to talk about who you know sort of made a splash this weekend, but not necessarily in the same way, which is Sam Briggs. Uh, for Samantha Briggs. Yeah, we saw Briggs do something that no one else has ever done before, mainly because it's the first season it's sure. possible. But you know, Sam has always been a very consistent, very incredible athlete. Yeah. She uh, she's won two sanctioned events, including the very first one, Dubai, and the very second one, Australia. Yeah. Um, and from there, uh, she has now qualified through the Open. She's right. qualified as two a different national ways champion. to the Open: national champion, worldwide uh, top, top twenty, 20 placement, yeah. worldwide, and. She just won a team event here yep. at the RCC, uh, which means that the only avenue of qualification that she has not yet exhausted is Masters, which my understanding was she went and tried to do all the workouts. That was, yeah, well, I asked her if that. she was going to do that, and she was just a little bit iffy, given the fact that she had just competed and won a sanctional event uh, over three days. Um, and uh, I know that, that she was just making sure that her health was a priority there. So TBD, um, by the, we'll probably find out by the time this video gets released, but um, yeah, she's still slated to be, she's what, 37 going on 38. Um, and uh, would she finish first worldwide in her master's Probably. division? Probably. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she's got basically all of her bases covers to get into Madison. Yeah. So Sam Briggs, super badass. That's a good takeaway. And, if you didn't uh, know already, by the she way, she was kind of, sort of, maybe gonna retire a couple years ago, but then she just kept qualifying. So yeah. She's like, eh, you know, why someone not? tried to make an <laughs> argument. Um, I, I, when I first talked about Sam a while ago, uh, in, in this capacity in the season, someone tried to make the argument that she was washed up. And I was like, well, the last three times she competed at the CrossFit Games, she took fourth, fourth, and ninth. So yeah, I don't think if so. that is washed up, then no I one... I want to be really washed up. No one <laughs> no one deserves to be called a, a professional athlete. Like, no one right. deserves to be called a right. good CrossFitter anymore. Yeah. You know, if, if Sam Briggs is not on your Mount Rushmore of CrossFit athletes, I don't understand how yeah. you are, how you're making that well, judgment. Well, better with, better with age. I mean, as new athletes are coming up from from younger divisions and competing against her she continues to show why she is one of the fittest athletes on earth and she continues to improve she came back from an elbow injury last year and still went to the masters got second place in the in a very difficult 35 39 masters division and then she rehabilitated her arm got back into health and now she snatched i think the heaviest this weekend that Absolutely. she snatched since she got her elbow injury. So here's a, here's a woman who's like on the upswing. Now winning one sanctional is tough. Dubai was no walk in the park. It was a very stacked <laughs> field. Winning a second one, not any easier. In fact, there's no other athlete that I, th I believe this year who has won two sanctions. Uh, so kind of kudos to Sam Briggs for like, you know, yeah. being a master's athlete, but pretty much being one of the fittest individual athletes on the field. Absolutely. Um, another athlete that I wanted to talk about is Will Morad. Welcome so, back, Will. Will Morad, absolutely. Welcome back, Will Morad. So, uh, Will Morad is an interesting case. He's one of those athletes who, if you just look at his career on paper, you're like, man, one and done. That's really yeah. sad. That sucks. But uh, Morad last qualified for the games in 2014. And he qualified out of a 
ridiculous central regional. Right. I mean, that was a year that had Rich, Rich Froning. Froning and Scott Panchik in yeah. that regional, which means that there are really only a handful of spots up for grabs. Yeah. And so uh, Morad did did well that year, qualified for the CrossFit Games for his rookie year, and hasn't been back since for various reasons. Had a couple injuries. bad breaks in yeah. 15 and 16. He wasn't quite there. Uh, missed it by a couple of points. Yeah. And so, you know, now we're seeing him come back from essentially a full retirement. I mean, he right. completely stopped doing any sort of uh, competitive fitness, uh, potentially even any sort of real fitness. He had some medical stuff that was just like, a, you know, misdiagnosed kid issues. Kidney failure and um, a misdiagnosis for an autoimmune disease basically put him into permanent retirement at that point and was like, you're done being a competitive athlete. Turns out that was a misdiagnosis. And, and, and Tommy Marquez wrote a little bit more of a profile piece about that on our site. Um, that we released a couple days ago. But yeah, like, I mean, talk about a second break that he's coming back. And he did really well. He sat on the podium this uh, third place at the end of the weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, I think he's really just kind of getting his um, legs back. Absolutely. You know, on, uh, and, and, and now getting ready to do some really awesome things. And, and so it's really cool to see him back. Yeah. I I, I have uh, I, I have a lot of hope to see you know Will clinch a, a qualifying spot. Yeah. You know he's uh, he's a really good athlete. He's been basically one spot out of a backfill invite at two different sanctionals yeah. at this point. So you know he's knocking on the door um, and really making a, a strong case that he deserves to be at the games. Now speaking of the oh invites, and we're going to see him in Brazil and and he's going to be competing in Brazil in just a couple weeks. So yeah. So he's doing everything he can to get back, that. right? Absolutely. So speaking of uh, speaking of the actual invites, you know, the two athletes out of the RCC that are getting the invites um, are Henrik Oskarsson yeah. and Hannah Carlson. And ladies and gentlemen, with a point total of six hundred and seventy-three, that woman is Hannah Carlson. Chances are you've never heard of these people either because we hadn't really heard of these people either, and for good reason. Yeah. This is our job to have heard of every single person <laughs> that, that could possibly qualify for the games. And uh, and let's start with Hannah Carlson. Now, Hannah yeah. Carlson is from Sweden. She's from Sweden. Uh, she lives in Spain. Grand Canaria. Uh, she is a, an athlete that did not do the Open this year, nope. and an athlete that had uh, you know not even that great of a performance middle middle of the road performances basically yeah um in her in her fitness career up until this weekend yeah. and this weekend she showed up and was uh i wouldn't say dominant because there were definitely some major holes in her game right but she was she was absolutely performing when she needed to perform I mean, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember the last time we saw an athlete come literally out of nowhere. Literally out of nowhere. Well, I mean, CrossFit Italian Showdown. I think is the is two back to back back to back weekends. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I know about your name, but it's like Erin Vanderish. Yeah, uh, she's from the Central Regional, and she competed on a team with Julie Fouché at Seatown uh, CrossFit in 2017, and she was an individual regionals athlete, I believe, last year. Um, she also didn't do the Open, and not not an, a name that you you would look down the leaderboard and say, oh yeah, Erin, like I know her, I've, I've been watching her for the last couple of years. Really hadn't seen much of her at all. She won Hannah Carlson's similar similar um, situation here. Uh, she definitely has some some holes in her in her game like she really um 
she she pretty much bombed the final workout there, yeah but uh, but was, snuck yeah. in through points and was able to actually uh, yeah, and you could see that she was really surprised that she was the one who actually got it. Yeah, you guys had a really cool picture of yeah, her. Yeah, right, a back and face. forth. Yeah. She was just sitting there kind of like teary-eyed thinking I blew it and then she did get in. Congratulations to Hannah for doing that. Um, she was about second or third place for you know, a good portion and of pretty much the pretty whole much weekend. A, a good yeah. portion of the weekend. Um, and that's not, look, listen, here's the thing though, like, you know, she, she didn't do very well on the last event. Right. But... She held her own against a field that included Turi Helga Daughter, which is a, you know yep. a hometown hero here yep. in Iceland and a multi-time games athlete who is exceptionally good at what yep. she does, right? And on top of that, uh, you know the the you know we saw Haley Adams, mm -hmm. a, a, a teen phenom who well, herself yeah has, Anna Fragkow, Jacqueline Dahlstrom. These are the fittest these athletes are, in these their are countries. Strong, these are strong fit athletes. These are strong yeah. Meridian and European regionals athletes. And Haley Adams has just joined the crop, and she's been at the regionals for two years, and 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 she knows how to hold her own. Yeah, seventh place finish is strength and depth. Now added to that, what second place finish here? Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, yeah. The other one, Oscarson, uh, much more of an unknown, I think, to, to most of the outside world. Um, the situation is a little bit more unique Henrik here. Henrik is an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. so uh, this is the first time in, uh, in CrossFit's history that an athlete that ha has returned from serving a suspension and is qualifying for the CrossFit Correct. Games. Now, Henrik is very young. He's only 23, I want to say. Not sure. Um, maybe 24. Young. And he is, uh, he's really fucking good at CrossFit. Yeah. I, I mean, he is He really was pushing BKG, especially, you could see it on the final event, and he was pushing BKG for the win. BKG edged him out but not by a lot and he is a strong guy he's really fit he's really hungry and he was working his butt off to get to get this top spot and he he didn't run away with the top spot but he he absolutely fought for he it. fought for I mean, it, it came and he down earned to that last it. event between yeah. him and will yeah exactly he earned it he came in with a little bit of a point cushion and he earned it though yeah so the the story with oscarson is that he uh he refused a drug test right a local drug test at like the icelandic national championships a couple years ago and uh, as a result, and hey. as, a, as a result of that, the sort of like the Icelandic CrossFit community themselves came together to ban him from all the gyms and sanction him from any competitions for two years. For two years, and he's been training out of a Globo gym this entire time since then, which is in and of itself pretty pretty <laughs> wild story, right? And the fact that he's come back now well, and... You, you have to remember, CrossFit also right, CrossFit followed, suit followed suit with, that, with the Icelandic Which is similar to band. what they do yeah. in other circumstances. If you get a sanction or a ban, particularly in USA, or excuse me, in, in weightlifting, they usually follow up with a similar ban. Even if they haven't tested that athlete, they're going to kind of like mirror that sort of penalty. And so that's the penalty that kept him from competing in CrossFit. Right. And then, so, so now Henrik is back. He has... He has a pretty decent fan base. I mean, there, there's a lot of people who are big fans of him out, out here. You know, the the overarching story that I heard about that is that, you know, he, he was young, he made a mistake, 
you know, it, you know, we can we can still look at his performance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But at the end of the day, well, he is an Icelander, and Icelanders are known for being really together. patriotic and definitely rooting for one of their sons. Absolutely. And I know I know that from everything that we've that I heard was that they're really proud to have another Icelander going to be competing at the CrossFit Games. For sure, they and they should be. And you know, I think that this is a this is a longer conversation. It's way too cold for us to sit out here and have this. this what are you talking about? It's like a it's like a nice. 52 oh it's it's i think it's a slightly colder than that right. right now but either way uh you know i think there's there's a there's a bigger conversation here to be had about uh the value of a path to redemption and what it means to come back from a sanctioning and how important it is for people to be able to accept the process within which we all compete and participate. And I think that's really that's really uh, the sort of questions and thoughts that need to be addressed uh, in a situation like this. When an athlete is coming back from a sanction and is doing exceptionally well on the way back, and if you are trying to wrap your brain around what scenario you'd want to be able to answer that question in, the, the real thing you should be thinking about is Ricky Garrard is going to be available yeah, to compete young, at the And he's games. more than young enough to be able to still be in peak physical within, condition. Yeah, within a couple he, years, exactly. Ricky Garrard is going to be competing at the games again. And, and that is a moment within which we all yeah. need to be able to confidently say that we either believe in or need to completely change the existing sanctioning process. Yeah. So whether or not you fall on one side or the other, I think the question just needs to be asked and we need to figure out exactly how, how everyone stands and sits with that. But either way, I, I that was that was basically, you know, the, the gist of my takeaways from the weekend. And uh, I, I, I was really uh, excited by the RCC. I really enjoyed it. I, I loved being uh, out in Reykjavik. It was very cool. Everyone was very cool. Yeah. Um, I thought they did a, a fantastic job for a first year sanction event, just yeah. coming out of nowhere and building this thing that had 4,000 plus attendees every single day it was there selling out. Um, yeah, overall, I was really pleased with it. I mean, I haven't gotten a chance to really break down all the, the programming and, and between the individuals and the teams. And I think there's there's some rough spots there. I think, you know, just off the top of my head, it seemed like the individual programming was all airing on the side of short and fast, uh, as opposed to, you know, having a little bit of like a broader scheme to it. Like the longest thing was that mountain hike. Yo, um, yeah, by far. That was definitely the longest else, And then I think yeah, it was, it was like the, below, the like eight minutes, double acid bath was probably about the second longest event. I think the time cap on that was 13 minutes. Yeah. We didn't see much that was, be, was, was north of that 13-minute time cap, no. not for the individuals. I think the teams had a little bit longer um, events, but that's the nature of a four-person yeah. format versus a single-person format. And the team events seem to be much more individually focused and, and they, like they mirrored. Focused. They, they, yeah, they were more from what we saw more mir uh, relay style. They weren't quite as individual as Dubai was individual, yeah. but they did incorporate some of the more traditional apparatuses um, like uh, like the worm. But there were synchronized pull-ups and synchronized uh, bar muscle-ups, which is a you know common component. But it was done in twos, not done in fours. You know, they the the, the venue that they had probably wasn't conducive to doing four-person on-rig bar muscle-ups sure. and keeping keep as large of a field as they were trying to do, which is the eight to ten teams per heat. And so it was just a little bit of a smaller venue to do that. And so I think that they worked with it nicely and they did it in pairs. But this is a part of the learning process that the sanctionals are going through. Again, first-time event. Um, extremely well run. Not a single event was late, which is wow. They, they're real, is they were on time for everything. Unbelievable. If you've ever been to any event that is as long as as a CrossFit event is over the course of three days, it's extremely easy to get 
um, you know, off time and off schedule, they were never, never. Yeah. And late. from the from the athlete care perspective, I think Easy. RCC did a great job of, of mm -hmm. really putting the athletes in a position to succeed. the The warm up area was well equipped, and it was always available. the uh, The sort of like stretching rooms and uh, yep. like a, a uh, athlete, uh, recovery, athlete rooms. recovery rooms were well equipped. Um, it had plenty of equipment and space for everybody. They had uh, like snacks, like yogurt and snacks, mm -hmm. like Icelandic yogurt for everybody. Skier. Um, Overall, I, I I was very impressed with Ooh, with how RCC fun fact, did. They actually oh. ran out of chairs. Remember, Annie Annie Thorsauter was telling us that they ran out of chairs. That's and right. They, act, they had they were trying to work with the Icelandic government to get more seats to fill the stadium yeah. because they were doing something basically beyond capacity of what normally happens yeah. anywhere in the city of Reykjavik. So that's Isn't a that kind crazy? of a cool thing. The fact that they had to get a special dispensation from the government yeah. to purchase more chairs and it was it was broadcast on national yeah it was broadcast Icelandic on national TV. television yeah uh, so that that right there gives you an idea of what first of all crossfit means to the Icelandic community and second of all how the Icelandic community really puts it together and, and commits and, yeah. and executes so uh, kudos to them they did yeah, a great job definitely should be very to proud of the event Sweet dude. Well, thanks. Thanks for sitting with me and and you know chopping some shit up with me. So let's um, let's maybe go explore the rest of yeah. Iceland. I guess. Later.